D. Hello. Yes. Sorry. Oh, no, wait a second. Let me make sure this is focused properly. You just see Blue Story trending, so I was trying to find out what it was about. Oh, God. What's racism. that, What's that just now? Talking, just talking about racism and the reason why. You know that everything that happened with it was down oh, to God. discrimination. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. Of that course. was horrible, man. That and do you know, horrible. before we listen, because I usually, yeah, see when I do the podcast and that, yeah? I don't mm -hmm. in, I don't do introductions really. We just chat. Yeah, we just cuz I'm yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. I'm chatting to my brethren in it yeah. and people that I like just check for or whatever and then later on down the line I like will do an introduction and that. But I feel like yeah. today absolutely warrants an introduction. Yeah. Oh. So I want I want my audience to understand and know who it is that I'm speaking to and why I'm speaking to this person. So basically yeah i've been doing this podcast for a minute now but mm -hmm. before doing the podcast i was like i was doing radio a lot and mm -hmm. i was doing but i was doing radio on like more community radio pirate radio or whatever and somehow i met delisa i don't even know how i met you i think maybe it might have been because like i was giving out bare cds at the time um i knew austin I, I, I maybe you heard something i don't know i don't even know how i met you like, i know I how i met you do you? Yes. Ah, right, go Junk on, tell off. me. Junk off. Oh, is that how we met? That's how, but I knew of you. Oh, but okay. then I met you in the booth and I saw you in the booth and I was like, okay, that's Chucky. So I knew who you were. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. Shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew no, exactly but, uh, who you were. Big up to Arrow in that as well. And like, yeah, I need to, call, I actually have to call Arrow. I need to call him anyway. But, um, but yeah, so, um, so around the period of time, like me and you was talking a lot and like you were quite, you were very helpful in um, trying to really get a radio career kicked off for me. And you was doing a lot for me at the time. Now I always, if people like that have like been listening to the podcast for a long time now, they will always occasionally hear me say Delisa or yeah, like, well, and I will always mention you because that was a time for me where I felt like I was I was trying to do so much to make it happen. And if I felt like you was the only one that was really like, no, like we're going to, you, you said to me from the get go, Chucks, there's politics in radio. And every time we used to meet, you used to always say to me, Chucks, there's politics in radio, there's politics in radio, there's politics in radio, but you know what, try this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that and whatever. And then in the end, in the end, I remember I did the um, I did the one extra talent thing. Um, I did like one of the last ones at that time, and then I left there with the thing of you know what, fuck radio, and I'm gonna go and create my own thing, and I'm just gonna just try and work it out. I'll never forget the day when I actually just walked out of the building with the mindset of yeah, I'm I'm my my focus is no longer on this. I am. I'm going to try and do something else. So, you know what? Firstly, I just like, I will always have the most amount of love for you just for what you did then. And the fact that you've always like, I can always get hold of you. You're, you, you, you know, you come, you give me words of encouragement and that and we, and we talk and we have some good conversations. We don't speak every day, but I will always speak to you forever. So yeah, I, I had to say that um, before I started this, but I want people also to know uh, just 
what you like what you have done at radio and where like just a little bit about your journey just so that it's not just a random yeah. person do you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah totally i mean i'm not normally one for you know being in the forefront of the cameras you know by heart, I'm a radio producer. I worked with Charlie Sloth for years. We did a radio show together. You know, I currently work on Fire in the Booths. I'm an executive producer. About to keep it moving. Got big things planned for this year, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm about artist development. I'm about people development. I'm about helping people to get where they need to go. I try and yeah. cut out as much of the politics as possible because personally, you just saying that to me and knowing and feeling like that, that's not cool with me. That's yeah. not cool with me because there's opportunities for everyone. Do you see what I mean? There's always opportunities. Um, what happens there in your situation? Someone's blocked you. And the thing is, just because one person doesn't feel that you're talented, another person will. Like I do. I think that personally, you should be a lot bigger than you are in terms of um, your talent and where you should be, mm. you know? But you've been knocked back. And it's like, why is that? And I've always said to you, if someone's not interested in promoting you or pushing you or seeing your talent, mm. Do your own thing. I say that to so many people. Do your own thing. There's so many opportunities now in terms of YouTube and all the different, you know, you put music out, you've got all the streaming services. Like everyone, Everyone's doing their own thing at the minute. But, I mean. Yeah, it's mad still. I, do you know what? For me, an element of that has like in some way felt like a blessing because I don't know if I would have been doing this otherwise. And you know what? Like, it actually feels nice to have something that is actually just mine. I can I can come here. Yeah. I can ownership. I can ownership. Huh? Ownership. Yes. IP. Yeah, IP. Listen, IP. let me tell you something, yeah. I can right now, Delisa, I can right now, if I wanted to, talk mm. about camel shit for half an hour. If I want. If I want, <laughs> I can talk about camel shit for forty five minutes and there's nothing anyone can say or do about that because if that's yeah. what I want to do, that's what I'm gonna do. And oh, it's obvious and there's like a part of that that just feels that feels liberating. Do you get what I'm saying? And it feels liberating from the aspect of, you know what, I I like I felt like I was there was ah oh, man. There's actually so much things to say within that. I remember like people say I remember one time, yeah, um I, I did a demo for another radio station what was Capital, yeah. And this is when Capital was turning into Capital Extra, yeah? So, like, someone's rang me now and they were like, you know what, yeah? What you do at Bank is sick. I want you mm. to come and do that. Like, mm. as a demo, just come and do that. So I was like, all right, cool. So I've gone there and the and that guy the, who rang me, he wasn't there when I came to do the demo. So he was like, yeah, no. Like, he said to me, what, what, was, what are you supposed to be doing? I said, I'm here for a demo. He said, okay. Then he gave me a script and he was like, yeah, just read that. So I was like, oh, no, well, he told me that he wanted me to, to do come my in. thing. To come yeah, my yeah. Thing. So yeah. he's like, no, 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 read this, just read this. So I'm like, all right, cool. So anyway, I'm reading their like radio links and that, yeah. This mm. is funny to me still because when I've read the radio links now, he's like, come back and he's like, nah, mate, this is what you got to do. Talk a little bit like this, mate. Like, talk like when you go on, say, say, this is Rihanna upon the replay coming up on Capital Extra right now. Say it a bit like that. You know, talk a bit like that. And you know what, Delisa? I Don't did it. I did it. I actually, I was there doing like talking a bit like, yeah, is this Rihanna? And then like, <laughs> and then when I left there, I said, nah, man, this ain't even. I actually think I have the audio of it somewhere because they gave me the audio. 
And I left there and I thought, raw, like that just felt mad to me that I'm going in a place now where a man is essentially telling me to not talk like me. That's not and, cool. And that that felt as mad as it felt, there was like it just felt like that was just part of the grind. Do you get what I'm saying? This is just yeah. maybe some a part of something that um that I've that I've got to do. But just going on to the the um, one sec, was it a white guy? Yeah, white yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. It was two like the first, the the white guy that rang me to do it. The dude that rang me um, mm. to come and do me. He was a white guy. And then mm. when I went there, it was a, a different white guy. And then when I left, the other white guy said to me, um, "I don't know what he why he told you to do that." I need you to come back <laughs> and just do what you do. So like I came back. Like Fam, I came back, yeah. And the brother, like, we was trying to set up the uh, quick, like, oh, it was a shambles. It was actually a shambles. It was just an absolute mess in it. But you know, like, I just felt like that was a part of something that I was that was a part of the game. But in terms of the um, radio producing thing, how long have you been doing that? <laughs> I started working in radio in 2002. Um, I started working at BBC local radio stations. Um, I've worked at Three Counties, which is based in Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire, Buckinghamshire, Buckinghamshire. And then I got a part-time job at Radio Gloucestershire. And that is miles away from anything that I knew or whatever. But I needed a job. I needed, an ex I needed the experience. It was within the BBC. And I thought, I'm going to go for it. So I was at Radio Gloucestershire, bear in mind, not a very black populated place at all, mm. but I needed the experience. So I went there, worked there part-time. Um, and all honesty, I just picked up part-time jobs alongside that. Um, at one point to keep the rent and pay my rent, I was working at the radio station during the daytime. And mm. then I was cleaning the radio station in the evening. Just okay. Keep, yeah. Just to keep the money coming in. Yeah. Um, which is quite embarrassing. I'm not even going to lie. Can you imagine working with your colleagues and then, after seven, I'm there with the, the mop and bucket cleaning the toilet. Cleaning now. up and that, yeah, yeah. But I just knew it was a means to an end and I knew that I wanted more and I knew this was the path for me for that point. Yeah. And then, and then um, luckily, um, at one point, I'm applying for loads of jobs. I got a job at Radio One, working um, in their social action team. So that's like working on, they had a show called The Sunday Surgery. So I was working on that with the uh, MB just as an assistant and then as the years went by you know was worked with trevor nelson the tim westwards vernon k fern cotton joe wiley mm. all the kind of radio greats um producing great shows and then i moved over to one extra because mm. radio one and one extra started to combine together yeah yeah i remember yeah of course yeah so i started working over there and then i um that's where i kind of ended my career at bbc 2000 2018 and then moved over to Apple with Charlie's Loft, buying the booths. And what? then I'm just about to start something new that I can't really talk about, but okay. it's something big. Fair. Your, it's the screen's jolting at the moment. Hold on one second. <laughs> one second. Oh. One second. It's jolting for a sec. Um, yeah, bottom. It should be Chris now. Um, yeah. So, like, what is a radio producer, by the way, just for people who don't know what that is? So my job is I'm in control of the whole show as it goes out at that point. Um, I would help work with the DJs to pick the artists that come in, um, just the whole the sound of the show. But also, most importantly, I'm in charge of the editorial side of things. So I need to make sure that we're on time for things, say the news junctions. If there's a swear word that goes out, it's up to the producer to be in control to handle every situation. And you never know what you're going to get. It could be a death of somebody and you have to deal with that 
in terms of the tone of the show. If like me working with Charlie, you know, he's so outrageous. If he says something, how do I deal with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we kind of, we, me and him were like yin and yang. So if he said something crazy, I'll come back and say, actually, Charlie, you know, and yeah, that's yeah, how we yeah. kind of work together. Yeah. Um, you're pretty much in control, but it's, it's a great job. You know, the time flies. That whole time, me at the BBC, it just flew past. I enjoyed it. Most of yeah, it. Yeah, because you'd, be, you'd been there for quite a minute and then you moved over it's with Charlie. Away. You went you went to Beats, right, as well? Yeah. Yeah. And are you still there now? Are you still there with him? Or have you Currently. Just... Currently. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting time at the moment. Um, it's I, For me, it's always been interesting because for me, there's a mm-hmm. lot of conversations that's been had now. But, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of us, we've been having these conversations for time. Which and conversations? Conversations about just how we feel within the industry that we work within. And not even just that, but wider conversations about just the system. Because do you know what I think, yeah? You see, like, at the moment, um, uh, George, George Floyd, his name comes up a lot in yeah. with what's been happening or whatever, yeah? And, like... But what I was trying to explain to someone just yesterday as well is that, like, this is... We all hear that that saying, yeah? The straw the, the straw that broke the camel's back. So it's like, there's been a camel and there's been hella straws. And mm-hmm. so this is another straw. And the fact that there's another straw is why you're starting to see things like what we're seeing right now with, like, protests and people getting being upset and fed up and stuff like that. And... There's a lot of there's actually a lot of people that don't understand it. There's a lot of people that don't understand it. And I think that th- that actually comes from a big place of privilege because a lot of people that don't understand it have not had to live it. They haven't had mm-hmm. to live these type of things. Absolutely. I agree. You know, going to even that example that I mentioned to you before about having to go to a place where a man's telling me that I can't talk like me. That's disgusting though, babe. It's disgusting. But bear in mind, that was the majority of my career. I can't be my, I've never been able to be myself. I do it now and and I'm comfortable within myself. But when you're going through a corporate company and you're, you're the only, say, there's two black people out of 50, yeah. you don't feel comfortable being able to be yourself. So you have to kind of narrow it in and they don't speak like my family i come from a jamaican family they're loud and they're proud like when we play dominoes dominoes going on the table yeah like yeah, that. yeah 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 you know what i mean yeah loud and proud but do you yeah. think a white person's going to understand that if a white person was in the room oh my god they're being aggressive i think they're going to kill me yeah you know but to us that's just the way that we are culturally no disrespect so, to anyone so see at work yeah like see early on at work like clearly there's and we're just talking about from your perspective yeah clearly there's like you know certain undertones and things that like come up that are not cool but then what happens when those things happen because essentially like obviously i don't want to just single out one radio station but i'm just because i'm just talking from your perspective but it's just that like in as in an industry and a scenario where you are working at essentially what is supposed to be a black radio station, mm-hmm. hearing like or there even being undertones um, yeah. from God knows like way back when, like what were the conversations that were being had then? Like why are the why is it so much? Why are we having these conversations now? Why is it now that it feels like people are starting to call out their their bosses, corporations, and all of these things? Like why? 
why did that wasn't that a thing before? Me personally, and honestly, Chucky, I would love to have a hundred percent real talk conversation with you, but I have to just bear in mind personally what I can say. Otherwise, yeah. I'll be naming and shaming and giving you bare examples. So I'm going to try and keep it as general, but as specific as possible. Now, in my opinion, what's changed is that we've got some of our power back. So in terms of music, in terms of culture, our black culture is selling. So our, our ratings are going up and our power is going up. Mm. Back in the day, we didn't have any power. No one cared for black artists. They care now. Black artists are now, they're all profitable. So guess what? Let's get us in the room. Let's get us in the room. Let's listen to what they have to say. They didn't care before. Before, mm. we, we were blacklisted blacklisted we were in the corner stay in the corner stay in your lane stay underground but what happened is the internet the rise of the internet allowed artists to grow grow their fan bases social media growing their fan bases without big labels remember when everyone was independent 2015 everyone was independent yeah. do you know what i'm saying all these rappers were independent all these british artists were independent and the rise and the rise and the rise now we have power now we have to be listened to because guess what now we don't need them anymore we're strong. If we stay united, that is, if we stay united, and I don't know if we are completely, but we're powerful. The black cultural pound is very strong right now. They're yeah. listening to us and they need us. That's the difference for me personally. Yeah. yeah. How have you, like as a black woman anyway, like how have you found maneuvering in, in, I don't even want to say so much um, the industry, but I mean, just in your workplaces because essentially that's what it, a lot of it is. It's a workplace. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I'm quite bubbly. Like I said to you, I've come from, um, I'm happy to go. I'm from what I grew up in Harrow. So I'm from a predominantly white area, Asian area. So I've always known that I am one of, you know, a few black people. So I've always been, my mum's drew me strong. I would say like the Hulk, inside is me and on the outside is the Hulk. So I walk around like this, strong, strong, strong. That's just the way that I am. So when I'm going to Gloucestershire and I don't see a black person for two weeks and it's just me, one there, full stop in the whole building, I'm strong and I'm ready. Um, and that's cool. And I can put that on. I can put that facade on. It's not necessarily who I am, but I can put that on in meetings and in predominantly white places. Um, but it's tough. Like, I'm not going to lie, it's tough. Like I said, I have to tone myself down slightly. I have to speak differently. Why? The way that I speak. Why? Because I think they find it aggressive and they find it very hood. Mm. Um, and ultimately, they want people that represents them to be able to articulate themselves in a language that they understand and they feel that their stakeholders understand. Mm. I mean, I'm, I speak good anyway. When I used to do the show with Charlie on One Extra, obviously it's radio, so you can't see people. People, people think that you're white. People think that I'm white. And yeah. they thought Charlie was black. He <laughs> 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 used to crack us up. They used yeah. to crack us up. But I mean, I just speak how I speak. Do you know what I mean? I, I am who I am, whatever. Um, you know, brought up council estate, single parent family. Luckily... Um, I've made some good choices. I don't think people necessarily always do, but I've made some good choices and I've been lucky. And to be honest with you as well, I've been around some people that have inspired me to do better. So even yeah. being around Charlie Sloth, people say, oh, you know, Charlie this, he's loud, da, 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 da. But Charlie will sit there and say to me, "Where's your, what, what you do, what, you need to buy this property. You're, you're renting it. You, yeah, should yeah. Buy it. you should buy it and this is how you can do it. 
Yeah. You know, like when you had your money expert guy on, do you remember? Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Urban, urban finance. So I've had him on yeah. a couple of times. Things yeah. like that. If you don't have people around you giving you a different perspective, then you just stay like this. Lip chucks just straight. No one's telling you nothing. You don't know how to get out. When yeah. you've got inspiring people around you saying, you know what, you should buy that. And this is how you do it. You go and get yourself. Da, 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 da. And then yeah. before you know it, your two properties up. Charlie will say to me, when you get your next property, when you get your next, I'm like, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. how you go up and up. But if I didn't no, have his bank is a bit, his bank is a lot larger. So, I mean, he <laughs> can have these kind of like, yeah. Well, I'm going to buy the next one tomorrow. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just, you know everything that I've got I've got myself. I'm not I've not had family that says oh you need to deposit for a flat. Go and get one. Here's the money. Go no. Do you know what I've done since even working at the B? People might not know. They might know that I thought you know what I'm not making enough money here. Yeah. I look at my ins and my outs as everyone else does. There's not enough money coming in here. What can I do? What skills do I have? Mm -hmm. I went to college at the same time and I went in and trained um, to do teaching, mm -hmm. um, higher education teaching. So then I started, at the, I used to take every other Monday off and go to Birmingham and I used to teach at Birmingham City University, teach radio production just to make that extra money. And the money that I made from that, that went into my other account. And that's mm -hmm. what my deposit came from, from my flat, the first flat that I got. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So nothing was given to me, everything I've had to work for. And I've got no problem with doing it because it's a means to an end for me. As long as I can see where I'm going, I'll just continue the job, keep going, keep going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you was talking about, like, toning yourself down in that, yeah, I know yeah. that um, uh, Ace and Shawnee B, they did a show on One Extra recently, yeah, which was good. Yeah. I actually listened back to it. It was sick. And yeah, I you know, one of the things that I thought was such an interesting thing that Ace talked about was like being, you know, a big black guy with a beard. And, you know, that the woman rang up the radio station. She was talking about, you know, seeing a black guy and being intimidated by a black guy. And I thought his response was was so on point because, you know, he essentially mentioned like, OK, let me tell you how this makes me feel as a black man. Like I'm constantly having to, like there's a fear in me. So now, you know, I think that you feel this way. So now I'm having to like tone myself down and 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 lower myself and try to make myself smaller and all of these things. And I have to do this every day and it's exhausting. It's so tiring. Every day I've got to do yeah. this and it's it's exhausting. What did you think, what did you think about um uh the black box thing? That the was it Blackout Tuesday in there? Yeah, Blackout Tuesday that just happened. Um, I thought it was great to see everybody coming together. Um, and there were really loads of positives. I personally didn't do it out yeah. of, off of my own, and my reasons were I appreciate everyone and doing it, and I think it's a great thing to do. But yeah. me personally, there's no days off from this thing. I've been pushing UK artists, black artists, black communities for my whole life, for my whole adult life. Like I'm not taking the day off. And I use the opportunity to push things that I've done, push my opinions in terms of what I've done, how I feel. And that's what I use that actual platform, my platforms for. Not yeah. that I've got millions of followers, don't, don't say, assume that. But I just thought, you know what? I have to be real here, how I feel. And I understand people are putting, actually, one thing that I didn't understand everyone's posting this one thing oh we're going to take the time to connect to communities but when i hit people up and i said well what does that mean no one, no knew, one, what really that meant. Knew. No one yeah. knew 
Yeah. So I wasn't really comfortable with that. For me, it's every single day. Every time I'm in a situation with white people where they come touch your hair, oh, oh, your hair's longer than it was yesterday. How is that? What's the reason because of that? You know, all these questions that you get. And I normally, I'm happy to try and help and accommodate people, but I'm tired. I'm tired of it. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah, there's like, there's like so much education. There's so much education that needs to be done. And this is the thing, yeah? See, like with that, with the... um the Blackout Tuesday thing and that. The, uh, the way that I always see things when it comes to stuff like this is usually like, okay, cool. Because I have the same opinion of, as you. This is an everyday thing. Um, you know, a lot of us live this stuff every day and there's a hell of a lot of work that needs to be done. But I also think about like, you know what? The small minority of people that are oblivious to what's mm. going on that see something and think, what's happening here? What what why is everyone doing this? Like what what is the what is actually the what is the big deal? Oh, what is this? Oh, and that made you feel and then you send me another and then I've just read this and then I've just and now I'm and then it's kind of it, you know, like some people have like spiritual awakening for a better term you know like there's and I've, I've 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 spoken to a few people like that like you know yeah. even like people that have come around and said to me that, that like um you know one of their brethren's witnessed something and then was like right is this like is this how you feel on a daily basis like so for me i always think about you know what i i know it's only a small percentage of people but there are a lot of people that like are a bit oblivious to what is going on and they actually they're actually keen to try to understand and want to know what what they can do. Do you know what I mean? I've started to get quite a few calls and texts from like some people that were like, I feel ashamed. And like, I, but I don't, like, what do I do? And uh, do you know what I say to them? I say a couple of things. I say, the one thing that I feel that is a, would be a good thing to do, yeah, is not only have the mindset of like, this is not cool, but be super anti it. And by being super anti it, when you're around the dinner table with your family or you're around, the, you're chilling with your brethren and one person says one thing, you have to be the person to make them feel uncomfortable to say that around you. You have to make people feel, un you have to limit the spaces where people feel like they can just say, ah, oh, you know, damn niggas. Or, or whatever, you know, like just them little undertones and that. You have to do that. You have to be the person yeah. that makes them feel uncomfortable to don't let people feel comfortable enough to say certain things around you. And the second thing is, you don't have to go on social media and make a big speech and a, you know, a long caption and all of that type of yeah. stuff. One, you just got to live it. And two, um, well, you've got to like, you've got to live it in terms of, as I said, like being anti it. Is but it? also what you've yeah. got to do is... You see, when you see a trusted voice, like when there's a trusted voice and someone that's given information, share it. That's good. You could do that. Just yeah. share that. Yeah. Share yeah. that. But but before you share it, understand it, overstand it, then share it. Don't just share it. Because that is like, again, I know that might contradict what I was saying before is like the small percentage of people because there are a lot of people that are just sharing shit just for the sake of sharing shit to, to be seen to be doing of some course. shit. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a whole bunch of people that are doing that, yeah. yeah. But, again, I'm an optimist, innit? And I'm kind of like, okay, cool. You're going to do that and you're full of shit for doing it. But, 
you know what? You might end up sharing it to somebody who's like, rah, this is fuckery. Yeah. Do you get me? Um, so yeah, we're not, we're not, Delisa, the thing is, yeah, yeah there's always going to be a fight. It's never, I, I don't believe that, not in my lifetime anyway, that it is going to, that there's going to be a change in terms of like how people see rape because there will always be a way that people will try to divide people there'll always be something they'll always even if if everyone was you know a certain let's just say everyone became mixed race within like um 500 years there'll still be some people that'll be like a bit too dark you know what i mean but there'll always be some type of class in it and and the way that people see things but you know what? It's just, again, just trying to educate people because a lot of people, a lot of us are ignorant and a lot of people are ignorant when it comes to stuff that we have to deal with on a daily basis and they contribute to it. Yeah, but here's the thing, Chucky. There's been occasions, and people know me, know me for this and I try and do it with respect, but there's been a lot of occasions where I've been that person to stand up and say, this isn't this isn't right i don't like what's going on here i don't think it's right for the audience i don't think we're connecting i think you've gone off topic there's no diversity you know what i mean i've been that person to stand up but guess what happens you get shut down as quick as possible i've tried it i've done it i've tried to be a spokesperson i've tried to have change and what happens you get blacklisted the black girl get blacklisted uh, chucky and it's not nice like for me it's horrible when they come for you, they, they'll come for you. And, and I know people say, I'll stand up and I'll say, and I'll tell them they're wrong and I'll shut that conversation down in a room. Not a lot of people want to hear it. And a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about race. They are. That's one thing that I've definitely found. They don't want to talk about race. If change the subject quick, change the channel. They don't want to talk about it. Good. This has actually been the first time where I've seen so much positivity come out of this horrible situation. Well, one of the and reasons why that is, is because like everyone's in their yard. And yeah. that is, I guess, like, that. I, I guess it, it depends on how you look at that too because I think that when we've done stuff like this before and we've made noise and that, we've made noise on days where everyone's just at work and they just got things to do and it's like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, we see that there's a little something going on but I'm just going to crack on with life. But when you're at home, and yes, I know a lot of people are working still now but if we're in different circumstances and a lot, of people, mm. a lot more people have time on their hands and that's why I think that this has in some way could be a good thing because now it, it, it can force some people to pay more attention to it than they did. Do you get what I'm saying? Like more attention to that. And I hope so. But uh, there's been, again, there's been occasions where I've gone for a job and I won't get it and they'll give it to the white girl that knows absolutely nothing about our culture. Oh shit, yeah, I hear that. that hear, and so and you know what the maddest thing is, D? People will tell you that it's all in your head. That is the thing that gets on oh my, my nerves God. the most. That's the thing that gets on my nerves the most. Make, these people are trying to make me feel like I'm crazy. I'm so yeah. glad that you said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, Delisa. I mean, if you have a problem, you can speak to our HR department. Here's the paperwork. Just read the paperwork. Go, go through it. It's just this is not this is not really happening, Delisa. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's mad. It's like being in a. <laughs> it's like being I'm in an abusive relationship. It's like being in an abusive relationship. And then people just patronise you when they... What? What are you talking never. about? They're like, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? No, Who? never. What? Me? We would never what? do that. What? Him? Oh, no way. No. Are you stop joking? Being, no. Stop being silly. No. Yeah. He's got black neighbours. He would never do that. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> you know what? Yeah, I was saying on my um, I was saying on my Insta story the other day. Yeah, that um, oh, how did it come up? I can't even remember how it came up, but I was just again talking about the uncomfortable conversations that um that are being had. Yeah, and um, so I gave an example of something that I felt like is normalized amongst some of us yeah and one of that being oh no this is what it was someone um put out a tweet that said something along the lines of um being black is when you are going on holiday and have to search what racism is like in the country and i was like you know what i gotta talk about this because there's something that i could I, I, I love to talk about and i spoke about this i spoke about this actually on the podcast before but i was like Enough times, yeah, when I'm going to a country, I'm going to certain countries, yeah, or I get a job offer to go to a certain place. The mm. amount of times that in my head, I'm kind of like, yo, why? So I'm going to get run out of the country, cuz. Because <laughs> I don't know if this is... But see, when I, went, I had to go to Poland to go and shoot that doc, I was shook. And you know what, yeah? I don't know if any... I don't know if I ever told, said this. There was one day... Um, uh, shout out to uh, Teo Yusuf as well, yeah, uh, sick guy. Anyway, we was out um, in Poland, yeah. I see no, I ain't see no black people, which is cool. Whatever Poland, whatnot, it's cool. It's, it's what it is. Anyway, there was one day I saw one black brother, yeah, and the black brother mm. saw me, yeah, and you know, like we just, it was, <laughs> it was almost like love at first sight. I'm looking at him and he's looking at me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what, fam, what are you, like, are you, I wanted to just ask him, bro, are you, are you good? And so we're looking at each other, yeah. Do you know what? If I'm, do you know what, yeah? I actually was so close to jumping into the man's arms. I was so happy to see him. I didn't even know the brother, but I was just like, bro, if you are living here, then I hope that you're all right. Because I have been here for six days and you're the only one I've seen. But... I say that to be extreme, but like, I feel like that when I go to certain places outside of London. When I go outside certain places in London, I don't think that I'm going to get run out of anywhere, but I am very cautious of where I'm at. Like, and how, and how, um, and how I might be treated in these particular places, yeah? It doesn't stop me from going, but I think that, I say all of that to say this, is that like, we have to think and strategize and contemplate more than the average person. Enough people just, oh, what? Boom, holiday, yeah. bam, yeah, book that, gone. Me, I'm still on a, yeah, I'll book that kind of thing, but I'm still on a, is it like, who's, yeah. oh, is there too many of, because maybe there might be too many of us. Maybe they're like, you know, seven of us might be going on a holiday and that, and that might, are we going to get in? Are we going to, like, when we go to the club and that, man have to, do you know how much times man have to split up? We have to go to the dance, yeah? And man have, to sit in the, man have to sit in the car and two of us, go, or we got to find a girl. Yeah. A white girl, in fact, to help us, <laughs> to help us pattern up. Listen. But listen, let me tell you something. I've been on this for a minute, yeah? I know I'm a DJ, I, like, I, I, um... I'm lucky enough to play in some of the places that I play and make money by doing something that I enjoy, yeah? But mm. see, like, in terms of the club thing and that, there is bare clubs you will not catch me dead raving in. You're mad! Huh? I'm not going there! They don't want me in there! They <laughs> like the music! They like the music! Yeah. 
But you said, it from, you said it from the male's perspective, from the black female's perspective. We get in the queue, we're looking good. You know, what we have to do is take our jackets off. We have to take our jackets off to try and get into the club because the bouncers ain't looking at us. Bouncers are like, yeah, 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 white girl, mixed race girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. The black girls are like this, jackets off. We look good too. We look good too in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Bouncers don't, don't want to let black girls into these clubs. I'm not even joking. We just sit there, grinty, standing, waiting, 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 waiting. Okay, you guys can get You have now. to be with a baller. you got to be with a baller. Again, people will tell you it's all in your head. They'll of tell you it's all in your head. And do you know why as well? Some, do you know why some people will say that as well? Yeah, it's because sometimes, sometimes the bouncer's black, but he's conditioned the same way. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, there's this whole thing about like, we need to, they, they, sometimes they don't say it, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they will say, it's too black, it's too, it's too black in here. Yeah, or we don't want it too black. Or they'll be like on a vibe of, look, we don't, they might say to the bouncer or whoever, listen, be easy on who you, we don't want it aggressive in here. You know, And it's, you know what I mean by that. So when I'm saying that to you, you know what I mean by that. And you might not be conscious, fully conscious of it. It might be a subconscious thing, but now you're standing on the door with that same attitude and that same mentality and that. I've never even really, I've always been funny on, uh, um, you know, like certain promoters and that do that thing of, um, you got to send me, send us a picture before you. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard about that. Send you a picture of what? Them. Of yourself? Yes. So basically there's like certain nights that happen here where it's like, you know what, boom. Um, in order to get in, before you get in in that, it's like a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Send us a picture, let us know your name, your area and that. But fam, I know what that is, cuz. Trust yeah. me. I know what that is, innit? This is to make sure that it isn't all... But then again, they'll tell you, this is all in your head, bruv. In your head. This, this Do you know what? Like, it's so funny. I'm so glad you brought this up because I think that's part of the frustration that I have and the way that I feel. And it's like, does anyone, can anyone hear me? Can anyone actually see what's going on? It's like there's an elephant in the room and you're looking at it, you're like, there's an elephant. Everyone's like, nah, there's no elephant. There's nothing going on here. Yeah. You just can't continue anymore. And I'm glad people are talking. I feel like the black community, you need to unite. And like we were talking about, for me, it's all about ownership, having our own things. And then I just just believe in diversity. I I can't continue anymore the way it's been. I swear, I can't do it. You see people talk about all lives matter in that. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got to kind of stay where they're comfortable and I understand that and, and it's it's mad. They don't understand it. They don't understand it. When someone says, but all lives matter, my response to that is, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm, that's why people are saying that. Listen, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not the going out and screaming um, like Black Lives Matter and that I don't I just not not there's no reason for it I just it's not something that I do but I obviously understand it but when I hear people say that oh yeah but all lives matter I'm like but the reason why they're saying that is because that's what they believe of course yeah. that's what they believe so that's why they're saying that because they're essentially saying that like we like deal with us the same cuz deal with us the same yeah. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, this is George, as I, I'll keep mentioning this in the conversation, yeah. George Floyd is the name that is brought up a lot in um, the conversations that are being, that is happening right now. But I don't want people to 
I don't want people to uh, misunderstand the fact that like the reason why this is happening is not just because of that. It is the system for why these type of things are happening. And essentially the George Floyd thing is another straw. So when I when I come out, when I come out and I'm talking and saying certain things, yeah, this isn't so much because of like, you know, um, police brutality being the same as America or whatever it is here, yeah, because obviously bearing in mind the big, the only difference between the police here and the police in America is just the gun laws. Yes, we don't have killings like that, but boy better know yeah. if the police had straps here, do you know how much man is dead? Gone. Like wigged. So there's that, but more so it's just the, it's just, um, the system that has been in place for however many years that is created in a way to make us believe that we are treated equally when we're not. And not now, and now people are fed up. So when you, you see know, things, huh? Do you know what they call it in the workplace now? What I've been told it's oh. called unconscious bias. Yes, exactly. So if you had a panel of white, say four white people and they're interviewing you, they're naturally going to go for the person just, unconsciously going to go for the person that they kind of understand more the way that they speak their upbringing their you know the, everything about them so if a black person came in and it's like yeah i've done this job yeah i got i was doing videos on link up tv i did it they're not i'm going to understand what you're saying they don't understand you then you might speak slightly differently your whole you know they just don't get it so they're going to sway more to the other person and this word unconscious bias when i'm being told it and i'm being told it what the hell is this discrimination it's discrimination and that's why i'm pushing for diversity because i think these panels need to have different types of people on them of course those big corporate companies of course of course that, that goes um, without saying how are we still there how are we still there uh i don't know man i just again i just think a lot of this is about education and that and like you're not gonna you're not gonna um you're not going to win everyone over, <laughs> unfortunately. But, um, you know, I just see that, like, we have, we essentially have the same system as America and other places. You know, we share uh, the, the Commonwealth. You, when you look at the fact, when you look at the fact that, like, you know, um, Europeans and the English in particular, they were the first to send slave ships to america they was like the first to do that and um and i think that people think that because we in england mm. slavery isn't documented in the way that it is in america that it, it's all right over here which is not actually entirely true there was actually slaves in in england here anyway but okay. i think that like that is also part of the problem where people just look at it and think, well, like you should be grateful to be here. Like, what are you making noise for? You should be grateful. <laughs> you know what? It's not funny, but it is funny because the mindset, the mindset in which some people have is so far away from where it essentially needs to be, which, which ultimately means or proves how much work really needs to be done in it. And I just hope that like in the times that people are going out and protesting and stuff like that, yeah, that um, people don't give too much of a reason for for they to be distracted by the actual point. And that is what I get 
a little bit upset about sometimes when I think, ah, oh, like people are out there mashing up the place or whatever, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get it still, but you know what? Just understand that by mashing up the place, yeah, um, all it does is make it makes the media portray us. They expect us to do that. Put it that way. They just expect what us Trump to do that. thugs. Thugs. Yeah, exactly. But my thing is, I just want everyone to be careful out there because when I see all those crowds of people and I know with this coronavirus and it's yeah. attacking black people, I just want people to be safe and protected as much as they can. So yeah, important. We're definitely getting a second wave. Well, I mean, we, we might get, I mean, I don't know if it's a second wave. It might just be a longer wave of what is happening right now. But when I looked at some of the pictures and I thought, yeah, shit, boy. This, <laughs> if this corroded thing is what they're saying it is, then yeah. yeah, this is spreading like wildfire right now. But you know what? I think that a lot of people believe that this is bigger than that. This is bigger than that, isn't it? Like, yeah, no, cool. No, I get it. I understand. Yeah, I understand. cool. There is a coronavirus and stuff like that. But you know what? There's a bigger issue at hand here. Yeah. There's a bigger and issue. I love at how hand strong here. they are. And I love that they've gone out in full force. And do you know what I mean? I just love it. Yeah. You know what? In a nutshell, all I say, D, is that, like, the more that people educate themselves, the better position that, you know, uh, the better the better the environment would essentially be. Do you know? Yeah. But we have to also bear in mind that not everyone's on that. Not everyone wants to do that. And, you know, some people have an ideology and a certain way of thinking and a certain way of teaching their kids. And <laughs> that is, you know, and that's it. And there's not really much. What can you do about that? Unless you, unless unless the system is able to work out if they wanted to ways that they can get to the young kids and make them think independently of just what your parents tell you, because ultimately what your parents tell you isn't always the right thing. Your parents don't always tell you the right thing. They don't always give you the right information. Um, sometimes they give you the worst information, you mm -hmm. know, but as kids, naturally you, you come into the world and then you gravitate to the, to, to the person that holds you when you're born and that you, you smell that person. And, and then like, naturally there's like this love that you have that you, you can't even put, the words too so then when that person is telling you things and giving you information or you hear them saying things then you just kind of think well yeah this is my hero so you know i'm following the footsteps of the hero yeah i mean i i just want to see if possible more kind of black unity because i see a lot of divides in the black black culture i'm not mm. just talking you know african caribbean and all of that i'm talking black men specifically mm. caribbean men the way that a lot of them treat black women. We talk mm. about Black Lives Matter, and I think there's a very, very, the way that they treat them is not very good, especially from my experiences. I want to see a lot more black unity. I want to see a lot more of us working together. Did you yeah. see um, John Boyega? Um, yeah, he's been on it. Did you see what he said yesterday? No. He was just saying that black men need to support black women. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And I think that's vital i think it's vital and i think that's definitely what's lacking when i when i look at all the top black guys in music and media a lot of them i don't see black women beside them why is that mm. it's just not not being spoken about it's not being spoken about so for me there's got to be a lot more to do with our culture and and black um couples like a lot of the time we say that's the baby mama that's the baby daddy when do you hear i want to hear more wives and husbands and partners and unity and bringing up kids 
Your yeah. kids running up and down council estates, they ain't got nowhere to go, nothing to do. Then they end up in prison. Look how many black kids are in prison. And I'm talking members of my family too. Yeah. Like, black unity needs to happen, otherwise we're not going to grow. We're not going to grow. And that's how the white people can come and tear us right apart. And then where we are, we're back at the bottom again, trying to fight and survive and black lives matter. We need to grow our own thing. Yeah, I hear that still. And yeah. obviously all from a black, a positive place and a, and a positive mindset and that. And obviously I do still want to big up people that are on job that like uh, outsiders that get it and understand it and are trying to understand it and that. And, you know, I'm not on, I'm not on essentially like a like white saviour because that's not where my, I think sometimes that's where people might misunderstand me when I say, yo, you know, I'm going to do this at the end of this conversation anyway. Yeah? But one thing that I was saying um, on my Insta yesterday was that a lot of what is happening at the moment, yeah, in terms of like the race issue and that isn't our problem. It's their problem. Yeah. So, you know, if I, if I go out on street, if I'm out in the street, for example, yeah, and, you know, someone starts making monkey noises at me who's what who's the one who needs to change can't be me it has to be you you have to change so a lot of this is their problem you think about like some of the people that like have these un unconscious biases and and um and not even unconscious but like direct direct um they project direct racism yeah these people have got jobs you know and like some of the jobs that they have are good jobs. Mm. Some people have got good jobs. So they can employ people. They can sack people yeah. and they can make things, they can make certain things happen in it. So yeah. imagine what happens in the workplace with people who have a mindset like that. So who needs to change? It's them yeah. who needs to change. Yeah. And I just think that sometimes in order for that to change and for that to happen, people that are next to them need to call that out. You need to pull their skirt down and let them know nah like you you know what if this is how you think and you feel then cool but you can't do this next to me mm. you can't a man my brethren if I'm out on the road yeah and I'm with my brethren and that and one of my brethren just goes and slaps a girl on her ass man's telling him fam like, you can't do that next to me firstly that's not cool but if you yeah. do think that's cool we like go over there go over there <laughs> sir like we yeah. can't this, we're not doing this here. Yeah. So you, so essentially, the way that I'm saying that I am accountable for my brethren and other things, you got to be accountable for your people and that too. And call that out um, and, and make sure that people feel uncomfortable whenever they feel like they're going to even, something's even coming to the bottom of their lip. Yeah. I think that goes for, for all, all scenarios with your friends, whether they're white or black, because there's so many scenarios and I know people don't want to hear it where there's people say we put an event on or a big award ceremony or whatever, it gets shut down because of our own people. Yeah. You need to make your friends accountable. And I'm just talking about in general, yeah. your friends are doing a madness. What do you do? Oh, let's run, let's run. No, hold them accountable. We've just, we've just ruined this race because of you. Yeah. Of course. Of what you've done. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Just in a different scenario. I'm just saying that we have to, we have to start speaking out and just like what you're saying. And I just, I literally want to see the, the black communities grow. I just don't know if everybody actually does. I think it's all right saying it and talking it and calling out Black Lives Matter, but what are you really doing? 
Well, do you know what? I tweeted something here. I'm going to read it to you still. Because I agree with what you're saying. But I, I, I will also say this, yeah? Mm. The, problems in our, the problems in our community shouldn't distract from the system and the mindset that we have in place. And that mm-hmm. has been in place for years and decades before the problems that we had in our community. And in fact, a lot of the deep-rooted issues that we have in our community stem from a system we have that controls... You know, population density, economics, jobs, education, perception. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have problems in our community. But in actuality, the system is the bigger issue. And people do say, because uh, I saw some people saying that, like, you know, the big the the big issue or the bigger issue is our community. It, we have we have issues. We've got issues that we need to deal with in it. We do. I'm not I'm never taking that away. Yeah. But when you look at the deep rooted issues and where some of these these issues in our community come from it comes from the system that we've had that we've got in place and that has yeah. been developing over a period of time and the system just essentially changes so it's like think about the way that people lived in 1990 mm-hmm. no the people that the, the way that people lived in 1919 is very mm-hmm. different to the way that the people lived in 1950 and very different to the way that people lived in 1970 and so forth, innit? So as time evolves, mindsets shift and change, but certain things still remain the same. So yeah. I say that to say this, it's like in 1919, it would have just been very acceptable to just slap a man in his head because you know what, you're black and that's just that, innit? Like what are you doing here, really? Yeah. You're here, well, essentially... We know why you're here. You're here to do the job that I don't want to do. We don't want to do. Yeah, we don't want to do it. You're here to do that, yeah? Yeah. So do that and shut the f*** up, yeah? But now, obviously, over a period of time, that mindset still is there, but it's just a bit different. It's just, it's, it's done in a different way. And society controls a lot of these things and it controls perception. Look at the media, for example. We don't control the media. I can control what I do on my podcast, of course. But the bigger media, we don't control that. So how they perceive us, we can't control. That's for them to... That's, they control that. So again, that's for them to change. That isn't for us to change. They have to change that. And they have to want to change it. And if they don't want to change it, then we're always going to be perceived a certain type of way. And again... Of course, we've got issues in our community. We've got things that we need to deal with and stuff like that. And and we need to try to strategize um, when it feels like there are obstacles in the way. Do you get what I'm saying? We need to, you know, have conversations, have meetings and discuss, you know, come together. And, and I've, I do believe people are doing it. We just need more people to do it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And just figure out, like, ways that we could strategize and do that. But, yo, we can't let that distract us from the actual bigger thing that we essentially we can't put we can't put a finger on exactly who the people are and what it is but we know that it exists yeah so you know but what's that what's the solution what's the solution yeah sorry um what's the solution the solution i don't know I I I I i don't know what the um I don't know what the bigger solution is. All I know is is that, as I keep saying, people just need to pull people's skirts down when they start talking besides themselves. We need to obviously come together. We need to, we need to also try to figure out what 
the impactful thing is which will make a political change. So we need to try to figure out what that is. See, like, going out and mashing up things, yeah, sometimes is the key. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes we might have to just go out there and just do an absolute madness. No, but... I can't, I can't condone violence. But, but, let me just say this, yeah. I don't think that now is the time to do that. I think that it is, like, I just think that we need to figure out, okay, what is it that we can do as people and like as you know as a society that yeah. is going to make the biggest political change yeah. and then yeah. maybe maybe that might help but i don't know what that is <laughs> i don't know what that is i'm not that I, guy i'm not that smart like that i'm not that guy you are that guy just i just think i just think and feel things and i just try to express it and sometimes i don't say it in the right way but i just it's in my head that's the same as me. But what I try and do and what I've done is try and have conversations with people, bosses, standing up in meetings, making my voice heard. And I've been trying to do that. And, and it's it's exhausting because guess what? When I look around, most of the time, I'm on my own. Yeah. Because everyone else has got their mouth zipped because they don't want the drama. They want to get paid and they want a simple life. But Felisa's up there going, guys, this is, I'm looking on doors. This isn't good enough. Can we have better? I look around, I'm on, I'm on the jacks. You know, so it would be nice to support, to have a support network. And I understand everyone's situation is different. You've got family to feed. You don't want to, you know, upset people and get the sack and whatever. But it would be nice if there was, I mean, it would be great in terms of our community, especially in terms of the music industry, if we all met up, say, every, say, every twice a year. Yeah. One in the summer, one in the winter, and we can talk and we can help and we can talk about, is there any young bucks coming through, internships? Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to, do you know what I mean? We could do that. Can't yeah, sit in there yeah. waiting for the mobos to save us. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ain't happening. No, I hear that still. And I did hear, I, mean? I did hear though, I did hear that there were some um, quite powerful conversations being had um, while there was this um, Blackout Tuesday, but someone will have to come out and discuss it. But also I think, you know what? time will tell and we will see what happens from it because conversations can always be had which is good but you know like actions need to be put in place yeah. in it like we need we need action you know yeah. what i mean we need like some things to happen because we like people have been talking for ages man and a lot of people are just tired man i'm knackered i need to go lay down i'm done it's so hard it's so so hard to keep pushing and keep pushing um I'm trying to find yeah. something that I wrote down because I want to try and read it to you. Um, yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I mean, that's in terms of racism and discrimination, a lot of it is in the workplace, but I've also had it a lot in like airports as well. Um, getting dragged off. I got dragged off a flight once, the only person getting dragged off because I was acting suspicious. I had one bag and I had one bag and I was sitting there. It's because I was probably in business class and they probably thought, what's this woman doing? Is she a drug dealer or whatever? And I got dragged off the flight. And that's not the only time. The airports are the worst for me, to be honest. Worst. Mad. Do you know, I actually saw as well, people, I saw Mo, the comedian, like, he, you know, tweeted Channel 4. I saw, uh, this. I thought this was good. I can't lie to you. I saw mm. people, like, outing their, their partners and people that they work with. 
like you on a thing of your silence is mad right now you're mm. silent you your silence is insane and i thought like i respected mo for doing that so much i think that also speaks to the power that he has actually because maybe in actuality you know channel four need him more than he needs channel four anyway you know he's just been um, nominated exactly and i think that like a lot of people that are working in the entertainment industry have got themselves to a place where it's like you know what with or without you i exist with or without you i exist and i think before we never felt like that i think maybe before we felt like we needed that for us to exist but we a lot of us have kind of woken up to the fact that no just where i in fact just where i come from my experiences and what i've lived and the people that i'm around actually has monetary value i just that that alone has monetary value in it from yeah. where from the things that i experience that i see people that i've been around and all of these things so now i think that like a lot of people are kind of on a vibe of you know what like if it means that i have to stand out and say some stuff about people that i work with or whatnot from the entertainment industry perspective yeah. anyway then like so be it do you know what i mean i know that it's a lot difficult for the average person who works in a you know in an office they will feel a lot more insecure about saying to their boss like rah yeah 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 like you ain't said nothing like what's going on you know your boss is not going to turn around to you and say do you know what fuck off i'm sacking you today but what might happen is is you know there's something there's a trigger inside the stomach and the heart and that where it's like you're calling me out i don't even like you now so i'm gonna make your life fucking hell and you're gonna leave I'm not even going to sack you. I'm just going to give you a vibe and an aura that's going to let you know, yeah, mm. it's time for you to get out of here tonight. <laughs> yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah they anyway. don't want it. A lot of the, bus the bosses don't want the drama of it. They just want a quiet life. They really do. But I'm just sick and tired of what, seeing all these execs and bosses just hiding behind brands and, 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 and logos. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. We, we did a statement. Yeah. Done yeah. with it. Done with it. I said um, that... Uh, okay, so just go with me, yeah? Mm -hmm. I was saying that, like, again, a lot of what is happening right now and a lot of the things um, that are sort of coming to light, as far as I'm concerned, isn't our problem. It's their problem. And we are descendants of people who have been brought here for whatever reason, yeah? Mm -hmm. They are descendants of people who have a mindset, an ideology, and a way of thinking. That's not for me to change. That's for them to change. And I said that if you are intimidated by me because of the colour of my skin, the way that my beard grows or whatever it may be, that's not my problem that's your problem we're represented in the media a certain type of way yeah and we can't that's we can't control that like we can't control that we we are underrepresented in certain fields a lot of the time and mm -hmm. we also can't control that yes we have 
problems in our community and we've got things that we need to fix within our community and stuff like that and like you know there's a lot of unfortunate things where you got young, like super young kids selling drugs and that and kids stabbing each other and all of that there's a lot of things that we need to discuss within our own community but fam do you know how many positive black people there is trying to cut through do you know how many examples of positive black people there are in this country? Do you know how many positive black people there are that are just trying to make their way through a certain thing? And for whatever reason, it's just, for whatever reason, it's just not happening. But they are, you know, they are in the right mindset and the right mind frame to try to make positive things happen. It's a lot more than the negative, although we definitely need to address those things, yeah? Yeah. Example, if I am a football player yeah, and I walk out on the pitch and someone um, starts making monkey noises, who needs to change? It, it, surely that it can't be me. It can't be me. I can't be the person who needs to change. I understand that like, I, I, I overstand, yeah? that there's overtly racist people for example for example let's just go to the football world yeah for example there are overtly racist people that are in the stand that are just like making noise and saying all of these things but also you need to understand and overstand that these people have jobs some of them are managerial roles some are you know business owners and some also are shot callers you know people that can just make things happen you know, they can just ring yeah. someone and say, oh, can you do this? Can you do that or whatever? So for me, when I'm, when I am talking about um, the stuff that is happening in our community and that, oh no, the stuff that is happening in society and stuff like mm -hmm. that, yeah. This isn't so much about like, um, you know, the, the comparing the poli police brutality and all of that. This is again, just about the system that I feel that is in place to make us feel like we are treated equally when ultimately we're not. And I also do that because I feel there's a lot of people in countries, um, for example, France, Italy, you know, Spain, um, where there's minorities of people that are treated in a sick way. And, I am an empathetic person, sympathetic, and also I've seen things and felt things and, and experienced things and a lot of things that I've felt and experienced and stuff, I've ultimately normalised. So I say all of that to say this, yeah? We could sit and work on the perfect community and having everyone on side within our community as a, a black community and stuff, yeah? But until the system is in the right place, we will always be the lowest bunch in the pack. So, you know. Disgusting. But change gonna come. You know what I mean? It's gonna come. One day, things are gonna be a bit better. You know what I mean? I, I believe it. I feel like there are gonna be some things that will be a bit better. I feel like, you know, some of our mindsets will be in a better place. I feel like there will be a lot of people of white skin who, in the greater scheme of it, might be um, might be a small percentage, but I feel like there'll be a, a big percentage of people that are looking at what's going on and are like ashamed and embarrassed and 
will make a conscious effort to, you know, make make the necessary changes in their mindset and their unconscious bias. You know, even with that woman that was that said to Ace, you know, when she goes out, she's just fearful of black people. That's something that she has to try. And the fact that she spoke about it was good. You know that. It's brilliant. Because it's brilliant. that to me, yeah, shows she's identified that she has an issue and that the best way, you, you can't fix an issue if you don't identify with it. If you don't say, you can't stop smoking if you don't think that you've got a problem. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So ultimately, like, the fact that she mentioned that is a good thing because now she and people like her can work on what they need to do to fix that because that isn't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't go on the train and think in my head, rah, like, you know, every white man hates me or whatever it is. Do you get what I'm saying? And I have every right to feel, I have every right to feel like when I go into a, a, a company or I'm, going to um, get something that someone's going to judge me um, by the colour of my skin. Why? Because it's happened so many fucking times. The amount of times I've been to a shop, in a supermarket, in a department store, you're getting, the black person's getting followed around. That's just standard. If it doesn't happen, I'm like, whoa, it's normal. That's normal for me to walk around a shop and being followed around by the security guards. That's normal. Okay, cool. Let me buy some bags now. What can I buy? And I just buy up the shop. Because that's how I feel. Yeah, but yeah, I can't, I it's just, but it's not, you know, some pretty woman thing. I have that, I have that. That, yeah, that, 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 yeah. That yeah, and yeah. that, but yeah. you, you, you shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is for us. And I don't think people understand that. Getting stopped and stop, stop and searched by the police. I stopped going carnival because I didn't want to see that anymore. Do you see when they line up the black boys, the police, and yeah, they just yeah. line them up, they pick them up, they line them up. Yeah. I don't want to see that. That's why I stopped going. That breaks my heart. They just, oh, you're black. We'll take that black one. Black, 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 black. Line up. Yeah. I don't want to see that anymore. You know, that's going, the reality of how we live. I go into a shop, yeah, and see. Sometimes I, I know boss man's on me. So when I go in there, sometimes I'm, I pick up the thing, and I walk with it, just to kind of, yeah, it's here, and I'm looking at other things, and I've got it here like this. Yeah, yeah, then I pick. I might pick up something else, put that in my hand like that, so it's visible. This is, and you know what? I do that so often. Yeah, that is actually just a normal thing. I just like. Yeah. I just it just is the way it is, isn't it? But yeah, you know, that's, either that's way, life, that's life as a black person living in Britain. Just the yeah, way it is. Man. Yeah, just the way it is, and it shouldn't be. I exactly. think things are going to change, but I feel like we can't just wait for the next Black Tuesday to happen. What's no. happening? What, what do you know what's happening since then? This week, what's happening? But in fairness, you just have to give... An, I know... Nothing's I know. happening. I'm telling you nothing's happening. What's happening? I. It's a day. It's a day. They had. It just happened the other day. Nothing's or yesterday. Happening. Nothing's uh, happening. No, nah, I hear you still. I'm, I'm optimistic this that something... This isn't the first. This isn't huh? the first. I this know, is just I know. a long line of people that have been killed by the police. It's a long line of discrimination. Nothing's happening. Yeah. This is nothing's happening. And look at look at even with the coronavirus, it's just showing us all these black people dead. Gone dead. We're about to bust forty thousand people dead. Yeah, it's a madness. I thought it oh also I thought it was so sick that Shawnee be, I should ring them actually. But um I thought it was so good that they even Shawnee was talking about raw like 
you know, a black man in this country playing black music. If he was a white Don, he would have been an absolute zillionaire right now. If Shawnee yeah. B was a white Don, oh my God. But we don't, I don't know, like, do you know what? It's another know? issue. It's another issue. I, I understand that. I understand that. But that's again, Chucky, that comes for me, comes down of not having enough people in power of, of the understand the culture and they un, and they gravitate to people that they know and they understand. And a lot of the time, the white managers understand white people and they will bring them through. Oh, you do this genre. Oh, perfect. Ticks all my boxes as a manager. But I feel like things are changing now. That's that stuff's not running anymore. It's not yeah. running. So I still feel, feel a bit of change there. But I just feel like people just need to keep keep pushing and keep speaking and hopefully in workplaces they have open for forum for people to speak and discuss the issues and and not make the black person feel like they're crazy because one thing that me and you just spoken about the one thing i'll go away with is the fact that they make us feel like we're crazy and we're making it up like it's that's, not there that's the name of this podcast by the way it's all in your head that's what i knew it when i said it i was like yeah that's the name of the podcast <laughs> It's all in your head, Delisa. Nothing's going on here. No, she got the job because she she's technically, she's better than you technically. It's not about colour, Delisa. And all lives matter about that, huh? Right. Yeah, all lives matter. All right. You speak like that. You speak like that on the radio. I'll give you a job, mate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, oh, you you blacks always have something to say, don't you? Huh? Don't you? Yeah, where's your music, us? though? Give us your music <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we're, we're done with you. We'll be done with you. Yeah, what? You like... Clara Ansel, did you hear her speech? No, I didn't know. Got to listen back to that. I'm sorry, she smashed it and she did it on national radio, and I've been waiting for that. Oh, sick! All right, shout out to her as well. Yeah, man, every time. But yeah, mate. All right. Well, you know. Yeah. Let's get talking to you. Yeah. All right. Just all I need you to do from now on. All right, is just tone it down a tiny bit. Right. Tone it down a tiny bit. Do that. And you know. Do that. But can I just say on on a serious note? I'm I am there on social media. I'm there. I help people. I help develop people. I'm always trying to give advice. I always always avoid try and go to talks and conferences and all that kind of thing. Like I'm there to help, as Chucky knows. I like to see people elevate. I like to I like to see people elevate. I don't like to see barriers. I don't like to see walls telling you you can't. If someone says you can't do something, you smash through the wall. You smash through it. And you know what? Even that, like someone like Skepta, can I just say Skepta, he got blocked in the music industry, he got blocked for so many years. No one plays me, you know, a national radio one plays music. Blocked, blocked, blocked. What did he do? He went round. Skepta went to New York. A man was handing out his own mixtapes. Well, we all knew him as big old Skepta. He went over there and he handed out his own mixtapes and he grew. Got that American crowd and he come back. What happens? Oh, we all like Skepta in the UK. Oh, let's play his music. Everyone wanted to put their bull, his bulls in their mouth after right. that. Huh? Right. So don't let people sit there and tell you you can't do something. Just go around them. Gigs exactly. as well was the next one. Right. And he's done everything his own way. His Lethal own B. Way. Yep. There's bare of them, you know. There's bare of them. The graph. And I think something that Cracked was talking about is that there's a lot of get, gets as well, a lot of rappers, UK rappers, that put the hard graft in from the foundations. And now the new ones, the younger ones are reaping the rewards of it. And I hope they understand that. That the foundations That's were built before they they don't I don't think they know. Foundations were built. And people like Getz and all that, they weren't getting played on radio. They're no. lucky if they could even perform. Gigs yeah. couldn't even perform in London. And they weren't even able to get see the peas that is out there now that oh, people are being able to get from a young age. These lot weren't able to get that. They weren't no able to way. get that type of money. That's why, let me tell you something here. 
Mm. Sometimes I can be, I can be critical of like projects. And I'm a fan of music and that, in it. Sometimes mm. I love things. Sometimes I don't, and we discuss it and whatever. Um, but one thing that I will always love is when I see these lot making money and getting money and stuff like that. And I actually want to say this too, yeah, is that I think that there's obviously a small percentage of people that feel like I had been a bit hard on Chip and that I have a personal issue with him and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's absolutely not. Absol like when I tell you, yeah, genuinely, like he, Chip is in my top five. He's in my top five. He's maybe top, maybe top five MCs today and in my top 10 in life. Yeah. Maybe top 12, but he's, and, and I, like the thing is, I can put a big list together, but I think that he is, I think he's so good and so talented and like, he, but he has a personality. He has a personality though, that is interesting for people who are super fans of things because he can be quite polarizing. And so with that, with that leads to a whole bunch of discussions. Also, the fact that he is so good at, at being able to put words together and say things. And you know that he's, when he's saying things, a lot of the time, you know that he's, me, it's coming from somewhere. It comes from a place, isn't it? So as a fan, you're able to kind of like decipher some of the things that he says and what whatnot. And as a person who does that with a lot of MCs and rappers and that, yeah? yeah. Like sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you're like, yo, he's talking about her or this was the, or whatever it is. And then other times, you decipher something and then you just get it completely wrong. And you're like, well, boy, I say it sometimes and it? it's fucking music. And you put it in the music and done that and do that. But you know what? Like the bigger thing on that is I love to see people like him and others being in the game for as long as they have been and being able to make a, a good career for themselves and inspire others and make money. And, you know, he says in a bar, Chip says in a bar, um, he goes, I don't need to go gym when I've got all this ice. I can't remember one thing. And it's like, I like that. Like, I like that. Yeah, fuck doing what? Press-ups, fuck that. Yeah, put on a big thing around the neck. Yeah, Hublot, watch and stunt. Because you know what? It was difficult for man. It wasn't easy. So mm. I will always think that. I will never like, I, my, my uh, opinions and conversations that I have about them never come ever comes from a a place of me having feelings towards them or whatever it may be because if it did i would never talk about them so you should get chip on the podcast he will not chip of will not chat to me chip, me well look at me me and chip are on good terms now man he will not chat to me. he's not man, chatted to me man huh? sent to me in one of his songs yeah i know you was an agent he was an agent. Can you imagine? I'm like waking up. Chip sent for you. You yeah. see, he tweeted about me. Yeah. So we're on good terms now. So you just never know, babe. Nah. He, do you know what? One day, I think one day in life, we will record a conversation and it will be the sickest one, but it won't be for another 10 years. Nah. Like it, won't, it will not. We will be in. Me and him, me and him, we will not talk for a while. Trust me. And do you know what the thing is? Like, I. I started a new thing called the checkup. I wasn't able to um, continue doing it because of COVID and stuff like that. But it was just the place where I could go and have one-on-one -on -one com deep conversations with I artists thought, and stuff. I that I, that um, and I've been doing that for a minute, yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want to chat with people who are not ready or want to, and that is fine. Mm. 
So I'm never going to force someone to sit down and have a conversation with me about whatever it is. So if I believe, if I believe that I can't have a, 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 a honest conversation with that person, I will decline the conversation. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. know that actually happened recently. I'm not saying whatever, but a company came to me and said to me, we might have such and such of a person. Would you do it? And I was like, no, because I, it would be, for my own integrity, sitting and having a conversation with this person and not and it not being honest and coming from an honest place, that's not what I do. That's not, that's not what I do. So I'm not prepared to do it then. But I don't want this to divert too much here. Yeah, but yeah, no. no. I think that ultimately what I was saying is, is that like I love to see these lot making money and doing things. And yes, they can clash each other, battle each other and whatnot, as long as you ain't fucking up the peas. And when I say fucking up the peas, I mean the peas for you and your, yourself. Don't mash it up. Don't go and do anything that is going to be... Because they want you to do that as well. When they see you going against each other and that, they want you to not... They want That's something to happen. That's perfect for them. And they can post that all on their socials and their newspapers. Yeah, Another don't... black face and a neg another negative light. Can I say this as well? I'm kind of... Because I, I was talking about um, a Chip and Stormzy situation, yeah? And like it, it seemed as though Stormzy had responded to Chip, uh, um, just recently. And then like with all of this happening, yeah, I remember waking up thinking to myself, "Do you know what? I actually hope that they don't go at it right now because this would be so counterproductive." Like, imagine while all of this is going on, these two are making diss records to each other. It just would not be the. It's just not the time for that. Like, so I'm so glad that. I mean, I didn't hear it. Did you hear it in that T.O. Wayne track? I didn't hear it. Didn't you? I didn't hear it. Ah, uh, see, I'm a bars guy, man. When he Did said, "Is he said?" When he said, "Is he sending for me?" I don't know. I don't know. I thought it's a bit convenient that he's saying that, but again, I could be wrong. Yeah, right. I don't know shit about nothing. I'm just a guy who was, you know, piecing some things together and whatever. And but irrespective of that, I'm just glad that this is not happening right now because we got some big fish to fry. Let's yeah, with that you've got first. other things to sort out first. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm glad these guys are winning. Like I said, I've been watching people's careers, been a part of people's careers for uh, almost 20 years. When I see people like Stormzy winning, man, just it's so good. He's winning. He's they love him. Yes, like, they, love well, him. they love him. They until something happens. <laughs> They love him. It's literally like he could do. He's. They love the face. They love the skin. Anything that he does or says, oh, storms. He's like a god. Do they storms love the skin? Do they? Do they love the skin? They love a bit of a stormzy. Do they love the skin? They love the skin. Cause you know what? He raps about if it, the, and they, they love it. They smell it. They want it. If the general public love the skin, ah, oh, I love that. Because you know what? Like, remember, that that skin colour that he has was... Mm. When I tell you, do you know how long it's taken for publications to publicise that? Like, seriously, they have not been on it. So, yeah. you know, like, I, if they do, then that's good. But we see... This is a good conversation, actually, Delisa. Delisa, it is. Yeah. Tell you why. Because, you know what? Like, the power. When we speak about the power, we can't control the media. Remember I was saying that to you before? We can't control the media. So, when Stormzy does something, then they step out and they twist his words and they do all of these things, yeah? Mm. 
and then like they try to make him seem like he's a certain person. You see the media do that all the time. That's one of the reasons why I think he's not even on social media. Yeah. yeah. But when he comes out and he says, you know what? Fuck you. You lot are chatting shit. Do you know how much people he reaches by doing yeah. that? Yeah. And I just think that the media must have a hard time with dealing with that because he doesn't, at a time where you needed to go around and do interviews and GQ and this, that and the other and all of that, you don't really need it anymore. You don't, innit? You don't. He definitely doesn't. That's why he's come off socials. And I respect it. And I, I respect his craft. And I, and I like the fact that he's not one of these artists that put music out every two weeks. I know, put innit? All this effort in. I've got a new song out. That's what I have to deal with in my job. Oh, Denise, I've got my best song I've ever done. I'm putting it out. I'm putting it out. It's out tomorrow. Two weeks later. Oh, Denise, Denise, best song I've ever done. I'm putting it out. I'm putting it out tomorrow. <laughs> Where's the artistry gone? Where's it gone? A lot of music now is like bubble gum. You chew it up. You spit it out. Yeah. Please. Like dropping a project every year or every other year, like Storms, I'm like, I'm going to listen to this, the Jay Husses, the yeah. sound, I love it. When people are putting music out every other week, I'm like, really? How long did this take to put, babe, I'm getting songs sent to me that are like a minute and a half. Here's my new song, man. Bang, <laughs> bang. It's a minute and a half of goodness. I don't want it. Come yeah. back when you've got something that you actually care about. Yeah. A bit of integrity, a great sound, great production. The sound of music, the production levels have just gone right down. Yeah, that that's for real. Come on now. That's for real. Anyway, the... sorry, a little bit of a rant. Yeah, it was good talking to you, man. Is there anything else that you wanna? No, I just I I just wanna make sure that like I said, I'm there if people need help with anything. Um I'm about to get a new job and and in this role I'm really big up be... whatever that is. I don't genuinely don't even know, but big honorable shout out to you. I don't want to um, tempt fate until everything's all sorted, but you'll know soon enough. And in that job, I'm looking to help the black communities, to push new artists. So I'm somebody, as you said, that answers the phone and I reply to emails, you know? Mm. So I want to help people. That's what I want to do in this Every role. Time. Every time. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I know it's taken... It's taken a while, but, you know... I told you yeah. it would happen and, you know, we'll talk. We always talk. I used to call Chucky. I used to be, obviously, I listened to the podcast back in the day when they first started. I used to call Chucky up when I heard something I didn't like. I call him up. Chucky. He's like, hi, Delisa. I'm assuming you didn't like something in the podcast this week. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Didn't yeah. like this because I'm a very strong, I'm very strong about black women and yes. the way that they're treated. And I've always pushed that. And when I hear stuff, obviously, there's only so many ways to vent. So I just call Chucky directly. Or... or when I see you in a club or something, Chucky, can I have a word? Yeah. And we talk. And we yeah. talk. See, that's how I do it. And I, you know what? As, 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 as I've always had my thoughts and feelings when it comes to certain things, yeah. But I'll tell you something, like, regardless of, regardless of, regardless of anything, I've always been on that thing of certain people just can't say certain things around me. And, there, there, there had been times where I would let maybe some people say some things and I just wouldn't say anything. Mm. I wouldn't laugh and joke with it, but it's just because it wasn't my type of banter, innit? But like now, I've definitely been on that vibe of, nah, mate, you can't even... I can't let you ever feel comfortable enough to say this about such and such of a person. Someone ring my phone talking about, oh, I was at a certain place and these black women, they... What? Listen... I'm the person that on the phone you can ring me and I'm quiet and I'll talk or I'll chill and I'll let you speak and we just do all that type of stuff and like we just like have an easy conversation. See when I hear that, 
listen, yeah, that's nah. My, there's energy. I start having energy because I don't want you. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not here to try and change anyone's mind with stuff. Mm. That's for you to do, and that's for you. That's for you to work on, isn't it? But see me, you can't ring me and start saying certain things, innit? And if I am out of line, then you can let me know. But more time, I'm not. In the meantime, between time. Lyrics, yeah? Undo the philosophy which owed one race superior and another. Delisa, it was good talking to you, yeah? Inferior. Love and guidance, yeah? <laughs> Is Bye, finally Jackie. 